Yeah. All right. Father, we thank you for thank this you, new Lord. month, this new month of Kislev. And as we grow the show for tonight, we pray there will be an awakening over your people all around the world to hear your voice, to follow your commands, and to be watching and waiting for your return. We yes. ask that when we blow the show for time and announce this new month, we ask that there will be a great awakening yes. over the Jewish yes. people, yes. that they will recognize right Yeshua right as right their now. Messiah. We pray for the Arabs, the Palestinians, yes. the sons of Ishmael, that yes. they would too worship the God of their father, Abraham. We thank, thank you, you, Father, for what you're doing right now. We thank you for a revival, a great awakening, yes. a mighty move of your spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh, let the kingdom of God come. Let the will of God be done as we go to the altars. We pray as we seek your face, as we turn from our ways and we call on your name. We know that you are a God who answers our prayers. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, we've entered into the new month of Kislev and the new moons on Adonai's calendar. They're always marked by the first sliver of the waxing um, crescent of the moon, which mm -hmm. represents the new birth and it represents the new beginning. So in the Moedim of the fall feast, it's a much larger harvest, believe it or not, because it's not just about the nation of Israel but it's about all the, the nations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, the fall seasons, we can expect a, a, a huge harvest. We need to be expecting that. On Tishrei 1, the year changed to 5784. And the second year, it became the second year of the Shemitah cycle. So something happened. I just want to just let you know that we had the Shemitah um, two years ago right, where right. we celebrated. Yes, yeah. So now when we turn yeah. the calendar to 5784, we've entered into that second year of the Shemitah, right? Or that yeah, waiting for the next Shemitah. And this year mirrors, okay, the chaos of the second day of creation. So what happened on the second day of creation? The upper <laughs> and the lower waters yeah, are being were, separated, yeah. right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. To make room for dry land that will produce fruit with like kind seed, not thorns and thistles. So that's that's what so this second year- separation on the second day. Yes, yes. And that's the only day that God doesn't declare good right. until the third day when everything yes. gets gathered. Yes. So it's something to think about with this year. The reason why I'm bringing it out is because of what's going on in the earth today. There, it shouldn't We shouldn't be surprised about what's happening in Israel. What's happening- there's a separation mm -hmm. taking place. So remember, we go by weeks, months, and years. So the second um, year that we entered into before the next Shemitah, this is why all of this, it seems to be chaotic. Right, Things right, are right, going on, right. but we don't but have to fear. It's because there's a choice. Do you live by heaven's yes. will, the upper yes. waters, or do you live by the earth, exactly. the lower waters, exactly. you know, or the spiritual or the natural? Yes. And that's what we've entered into yeah. this year. Um, but the cool thing is that through all of this chaotic time, we see that the Jews are coming mm -hmm. back to yes. their roots. Yes. I've never seen so many Hollywood stars <laughs> who are Jewish identify that they are Jewish and they are um, going back to their roots. So we're seeing something happen here. We see Christians, they're walking, they're waking up and they're choosing to come back yeah. to the Lord. So remember I said, it's not this, this month, right? Or this time, this fall season, it's not just about Israel. It's also about the nations. There's, so there's being an awakening to the Jew to the church and to even those who don't know Messiah, they though those type of people are actually starting to figure out things that the church world's not figuring out. They're figuring out. Wait a minute, I want to be identified with um, Israel, and I get I I get the connection. I want to be connected to them, and I want to believe in Yeshua. So we're seeing mm -hmm. that during this season, all of this is going on, and like I said, it looks like it's chaotic but it's actually a separation that is taking yeah. place, right? I love it. I love so according to the sages, this month is the beginning of what's called the 
dark months. Why? Because it's winter. Now we live in Florida. We don't experience what the people up north are experiencing. However, we do experience since this crazy time change that it's dark way before we're used to, right? So it gets dark earlier. And so in the natural, as it gets dark earlier, people have a tendency to get depressed mm -hmm. in the natural. Not only that, what happens with many of the animals, they prepare to hibernate. This is the month they're preparing mm. to hibernate. So spiritually, people have a tendency also during these oh. months oh. to question their identity. And I, I was just with Keisha Gallagher and she was sharing this. People have that tendency to question their identity, their purpose. They also have that tendency spiritually to be tired, to allow their nefesh, mm. their emotions, their feelings, yeah to do what the animals are doing yeah. to hibernate and mm. this is not the month yeah. to be hibernating right so we have to be aware when we start feeling this um depression or we start questioning if you start questioning your belief in yeshua your belief in walking in the tour questioning your purpose on the earth if this starts happening you need to understand why it's because of what's going on in the world, but we are in the world, but we're not of the world. So we have to resist this spiritually. Mm -hmm. Kislev is the month to invest, the month to invest in your spiritual growth. So how do we combat that feeling of not understanding um, or, or questioning our identity, questioning our walk, questioning the promises God's given us? We start investing in our spiritual growth. We pick up our Bible. We study our Bible. Yeah. We we um, make notes. We, we press in to the word of God this month. Also, it is the month to invest financially, okay? Wow. Wow. So I just want to share that. And it's really interesting because about three weeks ago, one of the Torah portions I was reading and I saw something and the Lord just spoke to me and, and said, you need to invest. So I immediately went to Pastor Ken and I said, this is what I see in the Torah portion. And God just spoke to me and said, you need to invest. So as I was preparing and I saw this is the month for investment, I told him he better invest this month, right? Because this is the month. If God's already showing you things or, you know, dealing with you, you need to pray about it. Of course, you need to let him lead you and guide you and direct you on who, what you should, should invest in financially. But we most definitely need to take this time to yeah. invest in our spiritual yeah, growth. So good. So good. In this month of Kislev, it's where the most dreams are recorded in our Torah portion. Yeah. So we need to pay attention to our dreams this month. And Keisha said something else, not just the dreams you dream in the night, but also your daydreams. Start paying attention to this as things are being dropped in your spirit. Grab hold of it and, and act upon it. Kislev actually means to trust, to rest, and security. So we understand that it's the ninth month after Nisan or Passover, and it's the third month right. after Rosh Hashanah, the new year. So think about, we're going to look at this ninth month. It's the last month that a baby is in its mother's womb. And in the, in the womb, we know that it's dark, right? Mm -hmm. But even though it's dark, the baby is totally being taken care of, right? The baby doesn't have to worry. The baby is secure because it's in its mother's womb. And in that womb, it is continuing to form, is continuing to grow. So think about this spiritually in this ninth month that you are, as you're investing in your spiritual growth, you are forming, you are advancing. There's going to be growth that takes place here. And um, we have to be secure that the things in our life that God has promised us during this month, it is taking form no matter what is going on in the world. And listen, you know, this war in Israel has affected all the nations. It's affected all the worlds right now. So we have to understand that no matter what is going on in our world, 
that we are being formed in the father's womb. He, he knows yeah, us. Yeah. He sees he, us. He nurtures us and protects us in that womb. Yes. Like that mother yes. does. Yes. Um, and though you can't see everything. Right. You don't have to. You're no. not supposed to. No. Because this is the month we have to see with the eyes yeah. of faith. <laughs> yeah. We cannot look in the natural. The natural is not going to give um, us what we need. We've got to see with our spiritual eyes. So the pregnant mother it can be a very chaotic time before the baby is birthed. Mm -hmm. The mother's uncomfortable, right? She doesn't sleep very well. She, her eating is changing. Um, and she's just not, she's feeling out of sorts. I, I that's how I, the best in between she's, she's about to give birth. So right. she's ready to be done with being pregnant, but she, right. she's not done yet. Right. So exactly. Like, I want to be done. But yes. Yes. Because God had that baby in for a certain amount of time. Exactly. And we have to yeah. wait for yeah. that. The birthing, just like she has to wait for the appointed time for the child. We have to wait yeah. for the promises that God is impregnated us with to be birthed. But we have to allow that time of letting God form. Also, the mother does something very interesting. She does what they call nesting. She goes crazy with cleaning, right? Those of you who have children or are pregnant, you know this, you men don't know this, but you might've seen your wives right before the baby's born. You were cleaning, we're straightening everything. We're making sure that everything is ready, right? We're getting that room ready <laughs> for that new birth. So this month spiritually, we might feel like that pregnant mom. We have to remember we have the promises locked on the inside of us. We might feel uncomfortable. We might even feel scared. Okay. Because that's what is going on in a mother's um, heart sometimes before she actually gives birth. And, but we have to stay true to what God's word says. Mm -hmm. So we have to calm our soul with the word of God. We have to increase our study of the word and our prayer life needs to increase. And we must believe and trust that the promise God has given us will come to pass. So we have to be patient and, and not get caught off guard by what's going on in the natural. Stay spiritually focused. Kislev is the month to be spiritual. I'm just telling you, go all out crazy spiritual because this is the month to do that right so what happens um after like this the child is born there's a we have a new birth yeah, yeah, we yeah. have a re we have a um yeah. almost like a resurrection right new so life. new, new life. life so day three here it is we've got nine and three day three we've got the creation the trees the seeds the bearing plants every sort of fruit tree new life and we know that three represents yeah. resurrection whether we can see it or not Growth is happening, even in the dark time. But like I said, we've got to be patient. What do we do in the waiting? Let's I, read Isaiah it. Isaiah 40, 31 says, they that wait for Adonai will renew their strength. They will soar up with wings as eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and they won't be faint. So we can't give yeah. up during the waiting time. We've got to trust in the Lord. Kislev is known as the month of dedication. Why? Because it's the beginning of Hanukkah. And Hanukkah, as we know, is when the temple was rededicated to the Lord after it had been defiled by the Greeks. And I, I believe it was three years that the temple had been, you know, dormant, if you dormant. Or, or, you know, or, or defiled. Yes. So that three is coming in. It's place coming again. in. And, yes. And, yeah. Wow. So this month, to, we are to rededicate everything to the Lord. Mm -hmm. God gave the Maccabees great strategy in order to regain the temple. And, and there had to be a rededication. Yeah. It's like a renewal, right? It's, it's a, a renewal. Yeah, it's cool. it's, and I believe Adonai is giving the Israeli government and soldiers yes, strategy yes. right now. Yeah. They're, they're strategizing. He's giving them the strategy. How, what is he giving them strategy for to take back the land right so we know as this is going on we have to trust that there's going to be that resurrection and, and, and new birth in and, the land 
there could be a real rededication, yes. even this Hanukkah. Can yes. you imagine? Yes, hallelujah. It could be a, a rededication. You know, Yeshua is in the temple on Hanukkah. It says yes. the piece of dedication. This could be going on. And yeah. it's like a Hanukkah comes from the training. So it's yeah. like a, you're retraining. You're wow. And like like we it's not just Israel. I mean, I think we it's all the, need all it. need God's retraining. People need yes. to be retooled, retrained, right. you know, rededicated. It's almost like we need to go through a short boot camp. Yeah, you know, boot, again, we camp. have to remind First ourselves. Boot camp. That's what this month will be. It's a yeah. Kislev is the month Ezra had to speak to the children of Israel about their disobedience mm. and marrying. The pagan wives they, and what was ezra doing he was restoring yeah, yeah, the temple yeah, yeah. and so he he had to handle right. the disobedience there had to be a cleansing before they could rebuild the temple of the lord mm. so we kislev this month is a month to examine our temple because mm -hmm. let's read yeah. it why first corinthians 3 16 don't do not do you not discern and understand that the whole church at Corinth are yeah. God's temple, his sanctuary, and that God's spirit has his permanent dwelling in you to be at home in you collectively as a church and also individually? First Corinthians 6, 19, 20. Do you not know your body is a temple, the very sanctuary of the Holy Spirit who lives within you, whom you've received as a gift from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price, purchased with the preciousness and paid for made his own so then god and so then honor god mm -hmm. bring glory to him in your body so we see here that we are a temple corporately mm -hmm. as a bot as the body of of um yeshua and we are a temple individually so what is that telling us we have to make check our temples mm -hmm. this month we have to make sure that if there's anything in our temple that shouldn't be there, yeah. if there's any disobedience, get rid of it right now. Mm -hmm. If you're weighing on the fence with disobedience, if you got one foot in, in the world and one foot, you know, with the Lord, or you're even trying to, don't even try to get super close to the world, get rid of all of it. Mm -hmm. Make sure that we've got to make sure our temples are clean and ready, right? Because God wants to make us warriors on the earth and we cannot be that warrior. We cannot be that vessel that he flows through if we are contaminated. So I just want to remind you, Kislev is the time to check mm. our temples. Yeah. It's associated with the letter Shemak, which means support. Yeah. Yeah. So even though your nephesh might feel like you are dormant, or this is what I call this time, this season, people get yeah. in what we call a funk. Okay, that's just our word for yeah. it. You know, we it's might like have a different word, but we it's kind of coined it over years. Yeah, you know? it's People like kept, you can't put you know, your finger yeah. on There's it. There's not you know? even a reason. Right. It's exactly. like it's in the wind. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and they forget yeah. Yeah. Um, that that they're supported, right? Mm -hmm. From the most high. So don't allow yourself to be drawn in to this um this depression or oppression um that could be trying to attach itself to you this month resist it it's not for you god doesn't want that for you he's supporting you he's with you he's for you yeah. he he wants you know, you're saying the that. best for you yeah awesome you know we were talking about meditation you know on yeah Shabbat and mm -hmm. and uh, you know we know from the scriptures that um you cannot operate in the spirit in sorrow no the priest couldn't um, move in the temple. The prophets couldn't prophesy. You couldn't, you know, you, you see where uh, the minstrel would have to come right. to the prophet. You right. have to, you there has have to be a sorrow. different at the atmosphere right. for the, so you, in other words, when you're in sorrow, you're not going to hear right. Right. You're going to get off track and you won't even realize it. Right. You're going to, you're going to listen to your nefesh, your, your appetite, your emotions, your, you know, your, your, you know, your feelings. Exactly. And we know? can't do that. Yeah. Oh, that's good. So let's look at how this played out with Noah, the support. He had been in a dark place. Think about it okay. for over a year. He comes out of the ark to a new earth that has been cleansed and it had experienced resurrection. What does God do? It just so happens that he puts the bow, mm -hmm. the rainbow yes. in the sky for Noah and for us. Think about it. And it was in for the months us. of Kislev that mm -hmm. the yeah. bow is first seen or observed after the mm. flood. Noah not only got a fresh start, but he also received a covenant sign from heaven supporting him 
in this new earth. So this support, we have a covenant. I want to remind you, we have a covenant that supports us, that holds us, that strengthens us. We have a covenant and we, and how do we know we have to go back and we have to read, do what we're doing right now. Read your Torah portions. As you're reading about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, you're going to be reminded of the covenant covenant and the support. And the blessing that goes, the blessing to the covenant and the covenant people. Yes. So the rainbow is shaped like a bow. And when man sees it, he must trust and be secure that God's covenant is true yes i just want to um encourage you every time you see the rainbow you need to thank yes, god for his yes, covenant yes. and you need to thank god that he's he is supporting you mm-hmm. that he is with you that he is for you the tribe associated this month is benjamin and this tribe were the most gifted in the bow yeah in battle yeah. okay so we have the rainbow and now we're going to look at the bow okay <laughs> that we use for battle Remember, it's the season of taking back what the enemy has defiled. Remember the Maccabees, they took back the temple. Ezra, he's going in, he's he's rebuilding the temple. So the archer must hold the bow correctly. We must hold on to our covenant correctly. So what does the bow actually do? It stabilizes the arrow. Mm-hmm. So if the bow doesn't know who they are, right? Or if the or bow is the target, right? yeah, or right. doesn't, or is not right. secure right. in right. themselves, right. if they're right. questioning, they're not going to be able to shoot that arrow correctly. So yeah. it's very important that the bow is secure. God has given us a promise that when we believe in Yeshua, that he has grafted us into the household of Israel. So what happens? We receive a new identity. We receive every promise he gave to Abraham, every blessing he gave to them. We are grafted into the covenant that God established with Israel. It is ours and it becomes our identity. I cannot stress this enough. The The Lord just began to show me this on the plane as I was going and coming home about the bow. He said the the bow, the weapon of the bow is your identity in the covenant of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And and when we um, attach to that, and when we realize that, and we start associating with that, then what happens is there becomes a stability in our life that we have, we would never experience any so other good. way. It's, so it's such a strong stability. Yeah. And well, so, root. yes, it's a, you know, I'm thinking about the covenant, the root, of the, the root, root of the tree. Abraham well, let's, let's read Romans what, 11. yeah, oh, what okay. happens, what happens here? Romans 11, 16 and 18. Now, if the first handful of dough offered as the first mm-hmm. fruits, Abraham and the patriarchs is consecrated holy. So is the whole mass, the nation of Israel. And if the root Abraham is cons- consecrated, holy, so are the branches. But if some of the branches were broken off while you were a wild olive shoot, be, were grafted in among them to share the richness of the yeah. root and sap. I didn't know you were doing this. Yeah. Or oh. the olive tree. Do not boast over the branches and pride yourself at their expense. If you if you do boast and feel superior, remember, it's not you that support the root, but the root that supports you, which is, wow. Think about what's going on in Israel today. You cannot be against that. They're, they're part of the root. They are and the you were grafted into that. Yeah. So when we believe it's in like, Yeshua, we're like, automatically grafted in. The the and many people yeah. will read the scripture and they're like, oh, I'm grafted in. And they'll they don't really they don't get it. And they'll actually what they attach yeah. to, yeah. and this is selfishness. I'm just gonna yeah. tell you is they only want to attach to the blessing of yeah. Abraham. Yeah. They don't want to identify yeah. with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Yeah. And and in order for us to be that that warrior for God, we have got to know that we are a part of Israel. We are a part of it. So think about this. The arrows I said are the weapons. So what is our weapon? The word of God is our weapon. The word of God is the arrow. What did Yeshua do when Satan came to him to tempt him? What would he say? It's a, it is written. And he would use know, the word. word. He used the scripture. That's how he he's defeated. Quoting, he's quoting the Torah. And the Torah is 
you know, to shoot an arrow to hit the mark, you yes. know, so it's all tied together. Yes. It's your arrow. It's so your what are we going to do? We're going to, that's we, as our arrows, that's why I said in the beginning, we've got to invest in our spiritual growth. We've got to invest in the word, start memorizing scriptures, scriptures that pop out to you, that mean something to you, that pierce your heart, write them down, meditate on them, um, say them out loud. Why? Because this is your weapon, the scriptures. Mm. And if we're not secure in our covenant and who we are, then what will we do? We will take these arrows. And this is what many people do. They will <laughs> Just take the arrows and start shooting them all over the place. And then they're wondering why they're not hitting the target. They're not hitting the mark. Why? Because they have no idea who they are. They don't know that they have a covenant. They don't know. They've been spending time with the Lord. Exactly. And worshiping and prayer and being with his people. And and it usually this usually goes down when someone gets in trouble, especially those who've been walking with the Lord. When they get in trouble, all of a sudden they do their go-to scripture. And what are they actually doing? They're just boing, boing, boing. They're just shooting arrows, right? But God doesn't want us to do that. He wants us to hit the mark, the mark yeah. every single time. So if we've strengthened ourselves in the word and we've meditated and we are, have a prayer life, that when times come, when the enemy comes to try to tempt us, we will have the correct scripture and we will have that bow of the foundation to actually aim it and the enemy will have to flee. Amen. Oh, Hallelujah. Man, that's good. So Benjamin, we he was the only son of Jacob born in the promised land, right? Yeah, that's, that's but really he good. forgot his identity i and that i'm bringing this up because i want you to see how it all ties together mm -hmm. benjamin forgot his identity and he got caught up in the world and he got caught up in um doing a lot of wickedness his tribe did some wicked things and um because of it um they they themselves yeah. lost a huge number of their tribes yeah. their tribe members and it was so bad that they didn't even have enough wives, that they weren't even able um, to find a wife in their own tribe. But why did this happen? Because they forgot their identity. Yeah. They forgot who they were. They forgot that they were living in God's land, God's, where they were supposed to be obedient to what he said. Not They got caught up with the, with the nations mm -hmm. around them. And so we see here that because of it, they almost lost mm. the power to reproduce seed. But God gives Benjamin or in or gives the other tribes really uh, uh, a strategy. Yeah, yeah. Remember, this is the month of strategy. So this gives me hope when we mess up, <laughs> when we fail, what do we do? We cleanse our temple. We repent. We ask God to forgive us. And God will give you too a strategy. He will give me a strategy when we messed up so that his grace will intervene and he will put us back on the right track. And what I love about, this is what the Lord showed me. He said, this was about them reproducing seed. Think about it. And he said, I will make sure if you repent, if you will teshuva, if you will come back to me, I will give you the strategy. Even if you failed in your finances, I will give you the strategy Hallelujah. and I will bless you. Yes. And I will give you two seed. Yes. I will give you two trees. I will give you a resurrection in your life. And not only financially, but in other areas too. But I just, that just stuck yeah, out to so me good. about. I love it. I love God it. will, he'll give you a strategy. So the arrows, I want to keep talking about the arrows. Arrows also represent children. Mm -hmm. And God yeah. showed you that about the arrows, right? Yeah, it's, there's a lot of scripture about it. But, you know, when scripture plays, it says, you know, your quiver, your quiver will be full. And what is he talking about? He's talking about children. Right. So the arrow carry, uh, the quiver carries arrows. Yes. And, you know, God wants us as, as spiritual leaders, as moms and dads, or, you know, we have kids or spiritual kids our arrows can go where we can't go yeah they're gonna go higher they're gonna go farther and we've got to you know they've got to catch everything they can just like i think abraham right. and isaac and jacob yeah and how this legacy is passed on and they're gonna be shot 
yes. um, to expand the kingdom. Well, I was thinking about this and I was thinking about David because when David defeated Goliath, he was a young boy. Mm -hmm. And he, the one thing that David knew that the rest of all of Israel's army did not know was who they were. Yeah, David did, knew his did. identity. Yeah. He knew his foundation. He knew it. He and, pulled, that's, and he pulled on it. And he pulled on and it. And he spoke it. And he spoke yeah, it. Yeah. And that's why yeah. when he aimed yes, the, the stone, yeah. it went directly yeah. into Goliath's yeah. head because he had that foundation. He knew who he was. He knew whom he belonged to. And that's why he could stand up as yeah. a young boy and defy Goliath. And we have to raise our children to know who they are, to know who they are in covenant, to know what the covenant has promised them and what it means to be, to have your identity in the household of Israel. So this just really like just stuck out yeah, to me. And yeah. I believe God's raising up a new generation, a generation of children who are going to be like David. They're going to know who they are. And when they aim that, when they put that arrow in, they're going to hit the mark and they're going to preach you know, Torah. He actually, any way you look at it, he's the youngest. Yes. And here the youngest, and it's, it's one thing for the older, you know, the older one, he's going to get all the rules. He's going to be, he's the first one he's going to carry. Right. He's supposed to carry out the father and mom's, you know, wishes and legacy. But this tells you something when yeah. it goes all the way down yeah. to the youngest to son. The youngest. And the youngest son is what the one that, yeah. you know, God, God anointed. Yeah. Appointed, he anointed him. Know? Yes. Also, the theme of Keslev is overcoming great odds. Mm -hmm. So look for Adonai to do what looks impossible in the natural and let him, he alone, get the glory for it. The impossible, God's going to do the impossible this month. I said earlier, nine out of 10 dreams are recorded in the weekly Torah portions of this month. So once again, pay attention to your dreams, nightly dreams <laughs> and daydreams. Mm -hmm. Now, we're going to go somewhere. We're going to go to Bethel because God began to speak to me about Bethel. Let's look at Bethel. It's located in the West Bank, mm -hmm. north of Jerusalem. Which, which if you, West Bank is where the war is going on yes, now. Yes, yes. Where Israel took back, I think, in, in 1967. And there's always been a dispute about that. But obviously, this, and this was the head of the Northern Kingdom. Yes. Samaria. Yes. The whole area. So originally, it was called Luz. Both Abraham and Jacob are associated with this place. Bethel means house of God. And it sat as a boundary between the tribes of Ephraim and Benjamin and eventually became the border between the northern kingdom of Israel and the southern kingdom of Judah. Bethel is first mentioned in the Bible in connection with Abram, who built an altar yeah, yeah, to God yeah, there. Yeah. So let's read it. Genesis 12, 8. From there, Abraham went on toward the hill, hills east of Bethel and pinched his tent with Bethel on the west and I on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. Now, I want you to notice something else. Abraham goes to Bethel, but Jacob goes to Bethel. So um, he has an encounter with God. Yes. Where? At the house, at at the Bethel, house right, of God right, when he's right, running from Esau. Right, right. And as he slept, he dreamed in a stairway of heaven that stretched up from the earth to heaven. And the angels of God were climbing up and down the ladder as God stood at the top. The Lord spoke and revealed himself to Jacob as the God of his fathers. When Jacob awoke, he declared, mm -hmm. how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. I want you to pay oh, attention so to good. the words I'm saying, okay? <laughs> then Jacob set, set a sacred pillow, named the place Bethel, and consecrated the site as a place to worship God. He also made a vow that he would return to this place and give God one-tenth of all that he blessed him with. Bethel is a place Jacob called on the name yes, yeah. of the Lord. Okay. What else did Jacob and Abraham also do? They built altars. What have we learned about this year? This is the year of the altar. So we need to start connecting the dots, right? We got to know our identity. We've got to work on our spiritual growth. We've got to cleanse our temple. We've got to press in and we've got to build altar, altars yeah, yeah. So and altars are a door. Like you talk door. about, it's a place of offering a consecration of, of worship and it builds up your spiritual arsenal for spiritual warfare. Exactly. Um, and, and we, here it's a place of, and it's a place of vision. Look, he
remind me that why did Jacob have that encounter? Because, because Abraham had already built the altar. Exactly. Yeah. The father had built the altar. Yeah, yeah. And I know we've already said this, but we have to build the altar for our children. We have to build the altar because you don't know when they're going to go to that place, that very place that you have yeah. prayed yeah. and consecrated to the Lord. You don't know when they're going to walk in, if it's in your house and sit down there. God can give him an encounter simply because, because you, you yeah, built an altar. So and I, and it just, it just like has been resonating in me. Minimize the mm -mm. power of the altar. It's, it's so powerful. It's so powerful. And that's why we're, it's the first thing we should be doing is yes. our prayer times. Exactly. And we see here that Jacob, after he leaves this place, he goes to his mm -hmm. uncle Laban's home <laughs> where he will experience trials. He will feel alone. He will get in a funk. He will question, he will doubt, right? We know that that's going to go on. Um, and he'll even experience darkness when he's with. He'll experience all that, but yet he's blessed because of the covenant. Yeah, exactly. He holds on to what God tells him. Exactly. He, he keeps doing what God says He to keeps do. doing in it. In the middle of 20 years of all this greatness. Yes, yes. Know, of trials. Yeah. And, and yeah, getting the wrong one. Trickery. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Financial. wages. And, yes. Yeah. Yes. So we see, yeah. we see this going on in his life. But, and then we see that Jacob goes to a place right after he leaves Laban. It's called Shechem. But did you know that Abraham had already that been? First, that was his first song. Yes, at Shechem. Abraham, let's read it. Abra Genesis, Genesis 12. 12. Six, Abra Abraham passed through the land of locality of Shechem to the oak of the cherubim tree at Moray. And the Canaanite was then in the land. The Lord appeared to Abraham and said, I'll give you this land to your posterity. So Abraham built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. So he builds an altar at Shechem. And let's read Genesis 12, 8. Uh, from there, he pulled up his tent pegs and departed to the mountain on the east side, east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and I on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and he called on the name of the Lord. So he goes from. So Abraham went first to Shechem then, and then Bethel. And now, But now Jacob yeah. is going to go Bethel, then Shechem, then Bethel. OK, so let's look it's at. It's interesting, though, even um, both of them are going to go to Bethel two times, two times. Yeah, exactly. And check them once. And only check them once. And exactly. Both, it's not the exact same order, but they do this. It, yes. Yeah, right? Yes. So um, right. let, but look what happens to Abram. Um, just read Genesis, Genesis 12. 10. 10. Now there was a famine in the land. Abraham went down to Egypt, lived with an outsider because the famine was severe in the land. So we see here that Abraham also experiences, yeah. right? When he goes to Egypt, he has, he, he says to Sarah, be my sister. So <laughs> he's experiencing things too, but both men had to continue. Remember the kids yeah. love is about trusting. Yeah. They had to trust and add an eye, no matter what was going on in their life. It didn't matter um, how dark it looked. They both had to trust and they both built altars. So we see, um, and let's look at Jacob after his encounter at Bethel. What yeah, is he doing again? One, then Jacob lifted up his feet and he went to the land of the peoples of the east. So he goes to his uncle Laban. And while he was there, like you said, when he comes out, there's two things that happen. Abraham goes to Egypt. Jacob goes to his uncle Laban's house. But something stood out again. Both men came out super blessed. Yes, every time. Why? Yeah. Because they held on. To, even yeah, in the, the to their, and their identity. identity were, who God said yeah, they were. Because yeah. God told them yeah, to that go. I'm going to bless you. Yeah. God told, them, told Abram, I'm giving you this land. God told Jacob, you're going to come back. So, and they were always in obedience. Always we, in we obedience. Not, yes. We might not go there tonight, but yeah. they were actually following either instruction from the heavenly father or the earthly father. Exactly. They were honoring yes. and obedient. And it makes a difference. Yes, it does. So then we see that we know that Jacob, he goes to Shechem and let's see. Genesis 33, 18 through 20. Jacob arrived in Shalom or peace to the city of Shechem, which is in or wholeness when when he when which is in the land of Canaan. When he came from Padan Aram and camped right in front of the city, he purchased a portion of the field where there he had pitched his tent from the sons of Hamor, Shechem's father, for a hundred pieces of money. There he set up an altar and he called it El is Israel's God or Bethel. Yeah, right. Yeah. So we see here that he built Abraham built an altar in Shechem. 
Jacob builds an altar in Shechem. But then we know that Jacob's family gets into a lot of trouble. And this, we're going to read this. I'm going to read this long passage. Okay. Okay. Genesis 35. Then God said to Jacob, get up, go to Bethel and stay there. Make an altar there to God who appeared to you when you fled from your brother Esau. So Jacob said to his household, to everyone who was with him, get rid of the foreign gods that are among you. Cleanse yourselves, change your clothes. Stop right yeah, there. there. I want is. you to see, this yeah. is the month. What do we rededicate. say? You got to rededicate and you got to cleanse your temple. Keep going. Now let's get up and go to Bethel so I can make an altar to God who answered me in the day of my distress and has been with me in the way that I have gone. Mm -hmm. They have So they gave Jacob all their foreign gods in their hand under their rings in their ears. And Jacob hid them under the oak tree near Shechem. Then they journeyed, and the terror of God was on the cities that were around them, mm -hmm. so they did not pursue Jacob's sons. Then Jacob arrived at Luz in the land of Canaan at his Bethel. He and all the people were with him. He built an altar there and called the place of El Bethel, because God had revealed himself to him there when he fled from the presence of his brother. Then J Rebekah's nurse, Deborah, died and was buried below Bethel under the oak. So it was named mm -hmm. the Oak of Weeping. God appeared to Jacob again after he returned from Padam Aram, and he blessed him. God said to him, your name was Jacob. No longer will you mm -hmm. be Jacob. Your mm -hmm. name will be Israel. So he named him Israel. God said to him, I am El Shaddai. Mm -hmm. Be fruitful and multiply. A nation from an and an assembly of nations will come from you, from your loins, from your... And, will come forth kings. The land that I gave to Abraham and Isaac, I give it to you and to your seed after you, I will give the land. Then God went up from him at the place where he had spoken with him. Jacob set up a memorial stone in that place where he had, where he had, is that it? I don't know. Where he had spoken with him, a stone pillar, and he poured a drink offering in it, on it and poured oil on it. Jacob named the place where God spoke to him. That's up. So we see here, how many times is the word altar used? I want you to realize it's used three times mm. in this passage, three times altar, yeah. wow. that he built an altar. Another thing that happens to Jacob is God reminds him again of his identity. Yeah. Your name is changed. You are Israel. Mm, I love it. I and love it. and he, what was he doing? He was reassuring. He was basically, Jacob, when he went back to Bethel, was rededicating his life to God from the first time that he went to Bethel. And now he came back and he's like, Lord, I'm rededicating myself to you. And when he did that, God reminded him, this is who you are now. You are Israel. And that's the place where God reveals him. I am El Shaddai. I am the breasty one. I am your support. I am your all sufficient one. I am your security. So this month, I want you to encourage you that Tap into the altars, like I said earlier, building your altars. And it's not just one time. It's many times you see that they would just go back and build and build. And you know what? That's fine. Go back and just, when you're in your prayer time, remind the Lord, if you haven't seen your prayers answered, if the promises that you have that are inside of you, remind the Lord, say, Lord, you promised this to me. You spoke this to me. I remind you of, of your word, God, that you said to me. And I rededicate myself. And Lord, I thank you that I'm going to see these promises come to pass. I'm going to see my children saved. I'm going to see my loved ones saved because I have faith in you. I want to just share a little testimony with you. I have an uncle who, um, very, he's in his eighties and he, uh, never served the Lord when he was young. My grandmother mm -hmm. was a person who built altars in her house. She lived the scripture mm -hmm. of, um, being in the, in the, in oh, the, in the, the, the church. And night, she was right? constantly, yes, <laughs> she went for every service, yeah. every revival. She was there when the, her children were little, all seven children were in church, but as they grew older, they walked away from God. Well, I want to give you a testimony this Sunday, yesterday, my uncle who's in his eighties, he had given his heart to the Lord, um, two years ago, and he's involved in the church and he got water baptized yesterday. And he's very um, feeble. He could hardly get into the pool and they had to help him in and they had to help him out. But as I was watching it on, um, on video, the Lord reminded me, your grandmother built an altar. Yeah. She built an altar for every one of her children. And when they're old, they will not depart. And I want you to know they've given their hearts to the Lord one by one. They were, they're older, but they've given their hearts to the Lord. 
build an altar, build an altar for you, build an altar for your kids, build an altar because God will give you your Bethel. And as you're building that altar or as you're um, going back to the altar to pray, let him remind you of your identity. Let him remind you of who you are so that that faith that is he has put inside of you can grow, can expand so that you will be able, like I said earlier, to be that warrior that he's called you to be. So oh, good. I just, That's I'm so, so excited about this month. The altar is a place of exchange, like we said. Oh, isn't that amazing? It's a place of exchange when we are building an altar. So I want you believe I want you to believe this month, no matter what your feelings say to you, no matter what goes on in this world, God's got you. He's for you. He's your security. He's your strength. He's your identity. Just continue to trust him and trust in him. And remember, put in time for your spiritual growth. Make time in your schedule for spiritual growth this month because guess what the third day is coming resurrection. resurrection is coming seeds fruits harvest it's coming but you got to put in the work amen yeah. hallelujah you know we're gonna pray for you tonight maybe you're watching this yeah. and you've never given your life to yeshua to jesus and you're you're maybe afraid of what's going on you're you, yes. you feel like wow what what is this what's going on in the world everything seems you know shaky um, you know, Yeshua said this, he says, you know, he says, if, believe in me, trust in me. Yes. He said, he said, in this world, you will have tribulation. He said it, he said, but I have overcome the world. He overcame the world for us. We, like Pastor Lee said, we live in the world, but the world is not our home. Abraham looked for a city whose builder and maker is God. That's, that's eternal life. That's heaven. And yes. you can find that and you can have that through through Jesus, through the one who died for you, the, yes. who is the Messiah for all the world. He's yes. the Messiah for the Jewish people. He's the Messiah for the Arabs. He's the Messiah. It doesn't matter yes. where Thank you're you. from. He is the Messiah. He said these words when he was here. He says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Now think about it. He is the way. There's no other way. Yes. He is the truth. There is no other truth outside of Yeshua, the word of God, and he is life. And so if you yes. have Yeshua, you have life and you can have even what he said you can have in him, you can have abundant life. Yes. So if you would like to pray this prayer, you give yes. your life to Yeshua and then you, you and you repent of your sin and you and you repeat this from your heart. Say, Jesus, Yeshua. Jesus, Yeshua, come into my life today. Come into my life today. I confess with my mouth. I confess with my that mouth. That you are now my Lord. That you are now my Lord. I believe with all my heart. I believe with all my heart. That you are Messiah. That you are Messiah. And I and I ask that you save me. I ask that you save me. Come into my life. Come into my life. Be the king of my life. Be the king of I my life. I repent of my sin. I repent of my sin. I put sin. my trust in you. I put my trust in you. You are the way. You are the way. You are the truth. You are the truth. And you are the life. You are the life. I give you me. I give you me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And show me the purpose. And show me the and purpose. And the plan. And the plan. That you have for my life. That you have for my Lead life. Lead and guide my steps. Lead and guide my steps. Here I am. Here I am. Now, for those of you Thank who you need Lord. to rededicate your life, just rededicate your life to him yes. now as you're watching this. Yes. The Lord wants to cleanse you. He wants, yes. the Bible says, yes. if you confess your sin, he's faithful and just to forgive you your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Yes. He uses the water of his word and his blood yes. to cleanse you. So, Father, we pray for the people tonight yes. that need to rededicate, yes. to cleanse their temple. We know yes. this is a Hanukkah uh, season is yes. coming up, and that's a time to rededicate, to, yes. to be retrained if you will, to, yes. to be reformed into what God has uh, for yes. your life. And we pray for you tonight that you would not be distracted yes. or detoured or delayed or denied what God has for you. The very best is for you. We declare over you that God said in his word, he said, I know the plans that I have for you 
to give you a future and a hope. There's a hope and there's a future and it's in Yeshua. And yes. as you dedicate or rededicate your life and your temple, now, Lord, we give you our future. Yes. We give you, a, a, we, you said in your word, you said the steps of a good person are ordered by the Lord. We yes. ask that you order our steps, that you lead yes. us, that you yes. guide us, yes. that you direct us, that you connect us yes. to the right people, to the uh, that we would always be in alignment, divine alignment yes. for our divine yes. assignment. Yes. Lord, yes. we thank you right now for our identity in Jesus, yes. in Yeshua, yes. that we are in Christ and yes. in Christ and he is in us. And we yes. rededicate our holy temple back to you, Lord, cleanse, yes, right cleanse out of us. Anything, any yes. door that we've opened, yes. Lord, that shouldn't have been opened, Lord, we ask that you shut it. Yes. And Lord, we also ask if you have for us to do something and we've been hesitant or we've yes. been apathetic or we've been fearful, whatever it is, and we haven't gone through that door, Lord, put a fire in us yes. to do, yes. Lord, that we wouldn't just say, I get to, but we start saying, I want to do your yes. will. And, you know, uh, Yeshua, I thank you for the grace right yes. now. Yes. The grace, yes. the grace, yes. great grace, yes. mega grace yes. over your life, over my life, over the people's wives. Yes, and yes. Lord, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem yes, right and all now. of Israel tonight. And we stand in the gap that they too would know their identity and they will pull on their covenant yes, that they yes. have with you. That yes. you said that you would yes. bless them, that you said you would yes. enlarge your borders, you would enlarge your coast, that your hand would be with them, you would keep them from evil. We thank you right now that as they submit to you. Yes, They're going to resist the enemy yes, and yes. the enemy is going to flee. And we thank you. Hostages are coming home. Yes, I agree. We thank right you. The lost the are going to be saved. Yes. We thank you. The sick are going to yes. be healed. And we thank you for an expansion of the kingdom yes. of God in the earth. Lord, yes. for all that we accomplished for this month of peace, love, we give you praise, Lord. We ask that you have your way have in our lives, way. in my life, have your way in our family. Yes, we yes. war, Lord. We build yes, those altars yes, tonight right for, now, our for our family. Our family will not stop. Children, we're, yes. going, we're going back to Bethel two yes, times. We're going yes, to Bethel yes. because the house of God the, the, uh, has yes. to be built. The has legacy to, has, has to, to be keep built going yes. forward. Yes. The enemy will not be able to steal no, no. our sons and daughters. No. And just like Benjamin uh, was, uh, th that tribe was given a strategy. We thank you. So Lord. they have wives. Lord, I thank you. You're going to give, give us, us strategies. those divine yes. strategies. Give us Lord, divine and, strategies. And, and, in the spirit, we want the strategies yes. for spiritual growth. Yes. To, that we would ex, we would grow in the things yes. of the Lord, in yes. the ways of yes. But Lord, we also ask that you give your people yes. strategies of investment yes. financially. Us, yes. That Release we would be strategy, like Abraham Lord. and we would and we would be like Jacob because every and even Isaac, everywhere they went. They left, whatever they left, yes. they left with more and more yes. blessings, yes. Lord. And we, we understand yes. that you want to give it to us so you can get it through us. You yes. blessed Abraham to be a blessing. Lord, let us be a blessing. Yes. Let us be faithful yes, in tithing Lord. and offering and first fruits and in the new moon offerings to you. Let yes. us be faithful in the yes. little because Thank we you, know Lord. if we're faithful in the little, we'll be faithful in yes. the much. Lord, Hallelujah. for all that we accomplished tonight, we give you the honor in the glory of yes. Yeshua's name. Amen. 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 We hope you received yes, that. Do you have anything yes. else you no, want to share before all. I stop yes. the recording?